the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning and Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and if there's anyone, anything else you're celebrating, as long as it's in good faith, happy, fun. Everyone seems to be happy, walking around, people just seem to be nicer on the holidays. It's just a wonderful time, and by the way, if you haven't been in the city, truthfully, there's nothing like New York City during the holidays. I'm sorry, I've been to Florida and California, and those trees just don't cut it. And those decorations <laughs> look like fake. Okay, it's just wonderful, and um, everyone's humming. And it is so busy that it could take an hour to get to a place that's 10 minutes away. But anyhow, I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. Well, of course, we're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate. And I mean everything. Buying and selling, negotiating, how to get a mortgage, how to get your lazy son out from the basement, um, what insurance you need, and uh, how to quiet your neighbor who has 10 parakeets. And we've had customers, we've had followers and listeners who have weird, weird next-door neighbors. Um, I'm joined with a great panel of experts, attorney Andrew Lieb, who is with me. Hi, Andrew. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Dottie. Thank Good morning, you. Andrew. Good morning, Ace. Is that Ace I'm hearing, Dottie? Yes, of course. That's it. Oh, the best. Ace, <laughs> uh, you know, and Andrew, is, as, as you all know, Andrew's firm is Liebet Law, and he's also an educator and lecturer in the field of real estate and also gives courses to the agents of Douglas Elliman. So, of course, happy holidays. And, of course, Ace, who, uh, <laughs> God, we've been with each other for I don't know how many years. I was too... But, I have to think he was probably a teenager yeah, when he started almost, radio. Almost a decade, Daddy. It's Dottie. a decade. It doesn't, I don't know where time goes. It doesn't seem that long. And yeah. God, we've been through a lot of uh, mortgage stuff. Definitely. <laughs> and I tell, I always tell Ace, listen, you've been through it all. Ups, downs, ins and outs. The whole crisis we had in 2000, what is it, seven or eight. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That just makes you better. I love the people who say, well, I'm going to come into real estate when the times are great. Because, you know, I left it when it was bad. Well, I have news for you. Those people that are in and out and think that they can only come in an industry when it's good, never make it anywhere. So uh, I think it's all made us even better. I think we've lived through so much. I've lived through 16% interest rates. When we thought, oh, my God, I got an adjustable 11.5%. Okay, I'm in. And you know what? We managed. 
So ACE is Vice President of Residential Lending at Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender. And Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions in the Northeast, and we thank them for their support. They also support their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking, a 24-7 customer contact center, and the convenience of approximately 3,200 ATMs. You can easily find them and more information at citizensbank.com, or you can call ACE right now at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Good morning, everyone. Morning, morning, morning. And you know who we have? We really have a very special guest um, coming on at 11 a.m., and you really won't want to miss him. I mean, he's one of the industries. Um, he's real estate developer Don Peebles, and Don is the chairman and chief executive officer of the Peebles Corporation, the largest African-American-owned real estate development and ownership in the United States of America. Okay? Uh, and he... Uh, he has a multi-billion-dollar development portfolio of luxury hotels, high-rises, residential and commercial properties in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Miami Beach. He's also the author of The People's Principles, Tales and Tactics from an Entrepreneur's Life of Winning Deals, Succeeding in Business, and Creating a Fortune from Scratch. And I've watched him do it. I go back with him a long time. My Don was looking for a house in the Hamptons. I was a mere teenager. No, I was very young. I had just opened the Hamptons and uh, got to know him really well. It wasn't even, it wasn't even, I didn't even know who he was really yet. Uh, but I soon found out and learned a lot from him. And he's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and a considerate friend. And I think it's a real privilege that he's going to be on our show. He's a wealth of information. I'm excited, Daddy. I met him in the Bahamas with his wife, and he is so down to earth and yeah, he is. just, just a, Great human being, so excited to have him on. And you know, today is Super Saturday, or what they call Panic Saturday. Okay, it's the last Saturday before Christmas, a major day of revenue for American retailers, and Super Saturday targets last minute shoppers. Uh, but uh, let me tell you something about last minute shoppers, which I usually am one of them. You probably get the best deals. If there's anything left, they've reduced it and reduced it because they only have a day or two left. So, um, but you know something? If I start early, then I try to make a decision. Will they like it? Will they won't? Then I take hours and days. If I do it at the end, I have no time. I have to make a quick decision. So, and by the way, if you can't figure out what to give your loved one, how about giving them a house? A <laughs> so I like it. That's it. I like, like it, Dottie. I like know, that. When I first opened in the Hamptons, which had to be 20 years ago, I opened like in a November, I think. It was right before Thanksgiving. And on, on Valentine's Day, at the time, Victoria's Secrets had this whole promotion, and they had like this diamond bra that was made of diamonds, like real diamonds, of course. And they were selling it for Christmas for some billionaire who would buy that for his girlfriend. And it was just a, a promotion. It was just fun. So I took the idea from them. And instead of a bra, we sell houses. So I said, do you love her? You know, Mercedes are great. Diamonds are wonderful. But if you really love her, she'd really love a home. 
And, you know, we, I had these big certificates for a million dollars, and at that time, 20 years ago, a million dollars was a light of money. And uh, I said beautifully wrapped, you know, and gift wrapped. And I didn't think anyone bought, no one bought one, but boy, did everybody call me and love it. It was so cute. So, but I'm not kidding. And Andrew's going to talk a little bit later how if you want to give somebody a home, uh, what you can actually do to give your home away to your child or wife or even a friend. Um, We're here to help them, Dottie. It's amazing. We're we're already blowing up on on the phone calls on this talk radio show. I don't know if you see, we have Paul on the line, um, and he has a call already. I do, but I just had to finish my sentence. Oh, I know, I know. I just we have all these people. They're they're dying to speak to Dottie for Christmas. You know, under the tree, they said Santa. Santa, I want to speak to Dottie. I know. Well, Paul, Paul might be waiting for that Christmas gift. Yeah. That house. But Andrew, I'm so used to that. Okay. <laughs> they you all know, want you, Dottie. Well, yeah, but we, we we kind of all put five people together and kind of figure everything out as a group. We'll, we'll do it. But anyhow, I'll be right with them. I just want to finish that. Um, please, please. I'm sorry, yeah. Dottie. I just, no, I'm, no, I'm so, I'm like Paul. I'm writing, I'm writing letters to Santa and I say, maybe Dottie will take my call this year. So I got excited. <laughs> I take all the calls. My number is all over the I place. know. Okay. They're everywhere. They're yeah, everywhere. They're everywhere. And you know why I did that? I honestly, I the, I try to treat people the way I like to be treated. And did you ever want to kind of make a complaint or get some information? And they you call a company, they put you on hold, they tell you about, then they give you another name, then they put you on hold, the then worst, they put you the on worst. hold, and then oh. the person never calls you back. And I would get so aggravated, and I said I'll never do that. So you or know, you get disconnected, Dottie. That's yeah, the worst so when they I transfer you, and then you oh never. Yeah. It's Worse than going to the motor vehicles. Anyhow, <laughs> um, before I take this call, I just want to give you a couple of facts about Christmas. Um, you know, the first recorded Christmas tree market in the city was started on Chamber Street in the 1830s by an upstate farmer who bought a truckload of trees to sell on a vacant lot for a dollar each. He sold out in one night. But in the 1830s, that's when they started selling Christmas trees. Another New York invention was the electric tree light. Candles caused fires, so Thomas Edison's company, Thomas Edison, put strands of red, white, and blue lights together, wrapped them around a tree in his family home in 1882. So that's when we got Christmas tree lights. And the first outdoor community Christmas tree, like the one in Rockville Center, was started in 1912 when a 60-foot evergreen was trucked down from the Adirondacks to Madison Square Park and decorated with 1,200 colored electrical lights. So those are just That's facts you might want to huh? throw around. Okay, let's take some calls, and thank you for waiting. Uh, Mary from, is it New Jersey? Hi, Mary. Happy holidays. Do you hear me? Either one. Okay. Hi, Mary. Can you hear me? Hello. Happy holidays, Mary. Thank you. Happy holidays to you, too. Thank you. Thank you. So what are you up to? What kind of in, in, what kind of uh, information might you need? Well, I am a oh, homeowner in Baskin-Ridge, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I own it mortgage-free. I also own three income properties in New Jersey. Good for you. Two family homes. Thank you. And everything's mortgage-free, luckily for me. Wow. I work hard at it. Mary, let me ask you yeah. a quick question. You're ahead of the curve because that's the best investment. What made you, you know, how did you get into that or... Did you? 
Well, I had a two-family home that I lived in. My mother lived up downstairs, and I lived upstairs. Then I got married and started renting my apartment and started making money. And then, unfortunately, Mom passed away and left me some money, which I put in the market. The market went sour. And I took all the money out, and this is about 20 years ago, and started buying income properties. And I bought six two-family homes. Wow, Mary. Wow. Good for you. But you yeah. did it ahead of your times, like, you know. So I think so. I, I think <coughs> I You were a yeah, pioneer. Yes, thank you. So my, my quest is now to move to or buy a second home in Georgia. Okay. And cool. how, how do you think? Yes, yes. We have five grandchildren there. And I would like, I like to know Georgia. what your advice is. I love Georgia. And yeah. what should I do as far as financing a second home? And you and you have aces. Yeah. So how many just you you have how many properties left income producing? I have six apartments. Apartments. Okay. Three two family homes. So so Mary, I think financing in Atlanta shouldn't be a problem in Georgia as long as you're okay. you're reporting your rental income and you can qualify okay. for for um, having a second home mortgage along with, you know, all of your properties. I mean, you own it free and clear, so that shouldn't be a problem. As long as you have rental income coming in, um, that's not a problem at all. You should have a but fairly have easy to, time. Does she have to go to that state to get a mortgage? Or no, she no. Get it here? She can get it here. You can get it yeah. here. Like, if you find something, okay. you don't have to go to Georgia. I mean, we can help you with Give that. Give us a call, Mary. Leave but you know what you should with- do, Mary? Give Ace what? a call, yeah. you know, right after the holidays or in the holidays. And let him give him all the information on 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 your financial picture, exactly. okay? Even if you haven't found anything that you want to buy, then before you end up even looking, you can know what you'll qualify, what you qualify and that you're pre-qualified. And you then when you look, you'll know, hey, you know what? Right. I'm done. I I you know I know what I can have, and I've got that all out of out out of the way. I would do that before you know, I even I found have, something. I I could have a mortgage on a house in Georgia from New Jersey or New York? Yes, yes. of course. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Leave your information That's with the producers, good. and I'll be in the office on okay. Monday, and I'll give you a call. Yeah, okay. you're better off because you live here full time, right? I mean, that's going to be a second home, right? Well, that's what we're still debating, whether we're going to buy a home and live there and come back here once in a while or, you know, we're still up in the air. We're going down there for three months, January, February, and March, to look for a house. So you know what you should do before you find something? Give Ace a call. Yes. Know what, what okay. different ways you can finance things and then, you know, then go look. But just know that ahead of time because it makes also a difference whether you're going to live in the house or you're going to have it as a second home. Like if, right. you're, you know, right. if it's your primary right. residence, it's less yep. interest rate. Right. And if it's, you know, then. So give us a call. But you know what, Mary? Hats off to you. You're a woman. You are ahead of your times. And I salute you. And have a happy Thank holiday. You. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and everything for you, Thank you, Mary. Have a great week. Thank you so much. Okay, let me take a call from Brooklyn. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for calling I Am Real Estate. Good morning. Good morning, Daddy. Uh, Happy holiday. Um, I'm uh, listing my two-bedroom, two-bathroom co-op in New York City, and I'd like to know how do you determine that sweet spot where you get multiple people – looking at your apartment as opposed to overpricing it and really having no interest in the apartment. You're a smart person, smart. Paul. I'll tell you what I would do. I would I would have the broker 
broke, and I would, you know, I, I always believe in, even though I have uh, my company, Douglas Sullivan, I think is the best, I still think you have to have a rapport with someone. I suggest you get two brokers in, but I would ask them to show you not only the comps, but what's on the market now, and, and see if in your, in, in your building, especially what's, you know, do you, you know, especially in the building you're in, if there's things for sale now, or uh-huh. if there were sales that just closed. But let's say you, you take a group of similar properties that are on the market. What I would do to find the sweet stuff, I would see the number that they're listed at, because there'll be a range. And when you look at the range, you want to price it right under that range. Uh-huh. I mean, okay. that's what I would do. Now, if there, but also when you look at the properties, make sure to, you know, when you look at the, the data, make sure to ask the brokers. I also want to know how long it's been on the market yeah. because here's what uh-huh. a, a lot of people make the mistake of doing. They look at their competition and say, okay, well, oh, mine's, of course, better. All right, besides for that, they look at their competition and that, and that's what a buyer would go and be able to look at if they were looking to buy something that was similar to yours. And then, But they don't ask, well, how long has it been on the market? Yes. If it's on the market yeah. a month, okay, no big deal. But if you start to see that these properties that are listed are still on the market after six or seven months, and I would, um, I would take a, a second look at why they're on the market. And um, if you really want to be aggressive, you could go pass by them or see them yourself. To see, because really, I tell people, it's not what the broker says necessarily. It's what somebody can buy if they're looking in that price yeah. range at that price. And, Paul, I'll add uh-huh. on one, one more thing. You can actually ask the broker to look at the most recent sold, which just closed. Because, you know, to Dottie's point, you can have something on a listing and not sell. But if you look at like-kinded properties that just sold, you'll know what your property is trading for. Right, so just look at the most recent sold, and you have a good uh-huh. pulse on what you should be pricing your property on. And not only that, what something sells for, like if it's listed for something, when you look at comparable properties, which the brokers we all have on our computers, it will tell you price changes. So it'll say, oh, you know, if there was a price change, how much it went down. But what it doesn't show you until you see a closing is what it actually sold for. So let's say something was seven hundred fifty thousand. And then you see a price break. Now it's now seven twenty-five. It doesn't mean it's sold for that. Uh huh. Okay. okay. But when you're looking at closing, this they're about three or four months behind because they don't show up till they're recorded. But I would tell you that the market wasn't that much different three or four months ago. I mean, it's kind of in the same place that I think it was three or four months ago. So um, that's how I would do it, and I would look right under that. But I would also need to know what the apartments look like. You know what I'm saying? I don't know your apartment, yeah. but if you've updated it. But, you know, once you get a feel for that, you'll get a feel for the price range. And then if yours is like, you know, and then if yours is done up, that's one way, or if it's not, you know, then you would price it a little differently. But that's what I would do, and I think you're very smart because I have seen, and I'm not going to tell you this will happen to you necessarily, but I see it happen a lot. When somebody prices their home uh, or their apartment a little under, it, it draws a lot of attention, and it draws brokers, and then there becomes more customers, and sometimes then there becomes a bidding war. Uh-huh. That's what I'm looking for, the bidding war, Dottie. Well, if you're looking for a bidding war, and you can't, there's no guarantees. But that's, like, I, I know I have a break in two seconds. There's no guarantees. But if you want to, you give me a call. I'll tell you over the phone. But I just, 
but usually, and I have to see how far on do you have, but then you can't price it like a thousand dollars on, but you got to price a little bit more than that. Yeah, I got you. Donnie. Got it. Listen, yeah, Paul. Happy have a happy holiday. Thanks for calling. Thank if you need you. any help, you can always call. We'll be right back. Well, that was a great question, and Paul's a smart person to do it that way. It's very smart. We'll be right back after the break. You'll listen to Ion Real Estate. Wow. Have we got a show for you this weekend on Champions of Justice. Tom Girardi talks with Chef Bruno Serrato, the owner of the White House Restaurant. What does it have to do with justice? It's a show about a man who affects the judicial system at the grassroots, motivating children and preventing crime. The best true story you'll hear all year. Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? You could be losing sales by the second. Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. A full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Contact Salem Surround. Get a complimentary digital analysis and get ahead of your competition. Call Salem Surround, 212-857-9635 or surroundnewyork.com. Mike Connors, host of Ask the Lawyer and published in New York Magazine's top-rated lawyers. Whether assisting a client with drafting a will or trust, power of attorney, health care proxy, nursing home plan, or other matter, Connors & Sullivan's goal is always the protection of their clients' rights and interests. Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, has dedicated attorneys that can help you with estate planning, elder law, and probate. They listen to their clients to learn about their families, their financial picture, and their long-term goals to create a comprehensive plan to meet your objectives. They assist with the complex tax matters that are often involved in estate planning and probate. Contact Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, with offices in Brooklyn, Queens, Midtown Manhattan, and Staten Island to schedule a free consultation with an attorney. 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. And listen to Ask the Lawyer every Sunday morning at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to Honig Conti Perino's Risk Radio Network podcast for real deal conversations between F. Michael Conti and Michael Honig, partners of Honig Conti Perino Insurance Agency. They tell it like they see it when it comes to business, and there isn't much they haven't seen. Only on the Risk Radio Network podcast. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a first-time buy one, get one free offer today on Giza Sheets plus free shipping. And this is huge. We know MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but MyPillow has just announced that they are extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. That's right. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2020. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets plus free shipping. Enter promo code AM970. 
1-800-651-0798. Call 800-651-0798 for these great specials. MyPillow.com, promo code AM970. On Sunday, tune into Seton Hall Pirates basketball here on AM970. This is Dave Popkin. Join me along with Gary Cohen for all the action as the Pirates host Prairie View A&M at The Rock. The pregame show is 4.20 p.m. The opening tip, 4.30. On your home for the hall, AM970, the answer. Know where you can find all your favorite Skechers shoes in one place? Skechers.com. Because at Skechers.com, we have miles and miles of styles of the most comfortable shoes on the planet. We have boys and girls shoes that sparkle and light up. Skechers.com has work shoes, slip-ons, sports shoes, casual shoes, canvas shoes, go walk, go run. The styles are endless. And on Skechers.com, you can find all the fits you need. Plus, so many shoes with Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam. So find all the styles, all the fits, and all the comfort. Only at Skechers.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Yeah, for okay, sure. great. We're back. We're back. Are we back? Are we on the air? Are you, see, we are. We're you back. Are? We are. Yeah. yeah. You know, see, people, it's funny. real estate is on everyone's mind always. Even in this, uh, uh, even though it's the holidays and everyone's bustling and hustling. And by the way, if you're looking, it's a wonderful uh, day for listening, for looking for real estate. But, okay, I wanted to quickly, because I just have to do a few things in the Christmas spirit, and then a lot of the show, um, we were going to talk about what the predictions were. I have predictions from Zillow. I have predictions from the top economists in the country. I have predictions from us. I have predictions from Jonathan Miller. And uh, I have national on where the real estate and financial markets are going to go. And I also have local New York City. So I want to give us what we see for the, you know, 2020, which is coming up in a week. But before I do that, I just want to tell you, I thought this was interesting because um, in Christmas is celebrated around the world, um, but there are very different customs. For example, in India, there are no fir trees or pine trees to decorate. So what do you think they do? How do you think that? What kind of trees do you think they decorate, Andrew? I I don't even know. So I'm trying to think. What do they have in India? So uh, are there going to be fruit trees? What do you think? Fruit trees? I have. Oh, tell tell me, Dottie. I want to know. You're close. Okay, you're warm. (laughs) I'll put it. You're warm. Tell me. Okay, but you were close. Uh, Instead of pine trees, (coughs) they bright. They they light with lights and decorate Christmas banana. Or mango trees on the streets. Oh. That sounds awesome. So, so you were they close. might. Yeah. So <coughs> in the Czech Republic, if you don't want to celebrate another Christmas single, then try this: you stand with your back to the door, and throw a shoe over your shoulder on Christmas Day. If the shoe lands, listen to this, with the toe pointing to the door, congratulations, you're going to get married soon. Okay, there's no clue how long before you meet your Prince Charming, but you will get married. So that's what they do on Christmas Day in Czech. In Japan, this is weird. In Japan, Kentucky Fried Chicken sells over 240,000 buckets of their chicken at their Japanese locations on Christmas Day. Five to ten times its normal monthly sales. It's a big tradition 
Japan, mm. Japan to have Kentucky Fried Chicken on Christmas. Fried chicken on Christmas. Yeah, so that's so the little... Colonel, Dottie. Yeah. The Colonel has a secret recipe, well, and that's the best stuff. Know, or he knows somebody, or he's paying somebody off there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in certain parts of Germany, they ha- they hide a pickle in the Christmas tree, and the first child to find the pickle gets to eat it. Well, I don't think that's too. I think that could be dangerous. I don't I know. What want... if you forget about the pickle? Dottie? Yeah, and mm. who cares about a pickle? <laughs> I mean, and kids okay. don't like pickles. Like, well, if I try and give my son well, a pickle, his face is, like, yeah, not happening. But maybe in Germany <laughs> they like them. I don't know. Um, yeah, in Norway, huh? people hide their brooms on Christmas Eve. Sure, you choose. Okay, you could choose not to, but then you'll have those pesky witches coming to your house to take them. So you have to hide them because if they, they say if you don't hide them on Christmas Eve, the witches come and take them. And in the Philippines, since 80% of the population are Christians, celebration lasts all the way to January. Children will leave their brightly polished shoes and freshly washed socks on the windowsills for the three kings to leave gifts when they pass through their houses at night. So they don't have Through to January. Stay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I think we should move there. I like gifts for a month. Right. <laughs> but, they, but, it's, but it's not Santa there. It's the three kings. Oh. See? I kind of like Santa, you know, okay, even if he looks fake sometimes. Um, and, of course, in England, Christmas pudding is served on Christmas Day, and every member of the family, especially the kids, uh, is to stir the mix clockwise while making a wish. So that's kind of cute. So that's, that's kind of what they do. Now I have to tell you, a kind of, it's not like really a hoot. It's a robbery, a bandit. But, you know, like, don't be stealing around Christmas. If you have to steal, at least wait till the holidays, Hanukkah and Christmas are over. But this bank robber, and I remember we used to tell the stupidest criminal stories. We would find some criminals and find out that, like, one guy who, like, robbed the house. He took a taxi to go rob the house. He robbed the house, but he forgot to tell the taxi to stay. (laughs) So there he was outside the house. But this is a, a recent story that just happened. I thought you'd get a kick out of this. A bank robber disguised as Saint Nick, okay, so he was a robber, he disguised himself as Santa, held up a Florida bank by threatening to harm the teller with a gift wrap package. So listen, he's a bank robber, but he's with the spirit of Christmas. So he dressed up to, as Santa, even though he was robbing the place, and Instead of having a gun, he put a package that he wrapped up and said, this package is very dangerous, so, okay, give me money. He said the the thief, he was wearing a Santa hat, he had a beard, he had white gloves and sunglasses because it was Florida, all right? (laughs) We don't see Santa in the Northeast in sunglasses, but I guess in Florida he has to wear them. Okay, so he had sunglasses, okay, and... um. He fled with an unspecified amount of money from a SunTrust bank in Port Orange. The package in red wrapping that he left was was placed on the counter, and the bad Santa passed a note to the teller implying that it contained something dangerous. The evil Chris Kingle walked out with cash and left the package in the bank. So I'm sure they thought it was a bomb, right? What would you think? Yeah, what is I'm it, just Dottie? scared. <laughs> okay. I'm just scared, Dottie. Like, right, imagine Santa coming in with sunglasses. Like, I'm just blown away. Goes to the teller. Well, listen, he was creative. He wanted to rob 
with the theme of Christmas because it was Christmas he was robbing. And, of course, his, his thing was a package. So he left the package saying something that it contained something that was dangerous. So I would assume that it was a bomb. Maybe it's those pickles. Police evaluated the branch and called the bomb squad. So the police thought like I would have thought. Inside the box was an ugly Christmas sweater. Uh. Okay? There was no bomb in it. There was like one of those horrible sweaters that maybe your aunt that's 250 years old gave you. Okay? So it was kind of a... I mean, he got the money. He didn't have a gun. But, you know, people just assumed. I, I would have done the same thing. Uh... So that's how bad Santa who just robbed uh, a bank in Florida. I just uh, think. And by the way, I just want to say this on behalf of Stephen Gaines, who uh, helps us with the show, and he's listening. Happy holidays. It's a great gift for the season. It's The Real Deal lists their favorite books, and The Real Deal is a major magazine that we all read, everyone yeah. in New York City and Florida. It's a major magazine that talks about everything real estate buying, selling, and um, they featured his book as one of the best reads and to give to you for for the holidays, for gifts, and it's called The Sky's the Limit, Passion and Property in Manhattan by Stephen Games. And by the way, there's a chapter in it on me. So I allowed Stephen to come <laughs> in our company and kind of uh, just, he just did a thing about real estate. And it's a great book, and uh, it was just, congratulations. I think they're doing a movie on one of his books, Yes. But they are definitely uh, to get into the real deal. So if you're listening, congratulations. Yay, Steven. And we hope that you're fired. Yay. Okay. So, um, think, you know, Stephen had a fire. Thank God everyone's okay. And uh, I think his electricity. Stephen had a fire? Yeah, in his basement. Oh and he had goodness. no electricity. So hope everything was okay. He's okay. And that's the main thing. Good, Steven, good, good. Steven, if you're listening, call in. Let us know. <laughs> He's okay. He's okay. I spoke to him. Okay, I did. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some predictions. Uh, okay, that we that I think we'll see what you think. Now these are uh, economists for this is 2020, and they um, predict low supply, and that's low supply of inventory, meaning homes. And this is a national. This is national, so this is not for your uh, the Northeast. It's nationally. Low supply and high demand will drive the housing market and miss the age of milestones for millennials and baby boomers. Historically low mortgage rates, booming home prices, price growth, inadequate inventory levels, and debates about crumbling affordability ruled the 2019 housing market. Now, we did have low mortgage rates. House, uh, prices went up. I don't want to say they... I wouldn't go as far as thinking they boomed, but they were up. Um, as the new year draws closer with rumors of global recession, which are not happening, by the way, don't believe them, and uncertainty generated by an impeding election, okay, you can imagine there'll be a wild ride in 2020. Uh, we have a commercial break, and I'll, I'll leave you on a cliffhanger and tell you what that wild ride will be right after... The commercial break. This is Ion Real Estate. I'm here with Ace and Andrew and myself, Dottie Herman. We'll be right back after the break. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. 
for the past decade, I've been dealing with very painful brown spots on my forehead, and I could never just take a wash rag across my forehead. I didn't dare because it would have been just horribly painful. And last week, in my haste, I scrubbed the whole thing, and there was no pain there. And so I quickly went to the mirror, and I realized the painful brown spots that I've been dealing with for the past decade, they're gone. I could barely speak. I could barely do anything. I was frozen in this elated state of mind because I've been battling this for the decade. And it wasn't until the following day I looked at my hands and I looked at my arms. And there's very few brown spots on my hands and arms. You know, as a retired RN, you know, I know the importance of nutrition. I always have. I mean, if you just feed people good food like this, it's actually healing you from the cellular level out. I'm living proof of that because there's only one thing that changed in my life, and that was taking balance in nature. And I will forever be grateful. I'll never stop taking it. I'll never be without my balance in nature, ever. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Call or go online now and become a preferred customer, which gives you our best pricing and free shipping. And we will take an additional 25% off of your first order. Plus, get a set of convenient travel bottles containing a free additional week's supply of balance of nature's fruits and veggies. This will be a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code VM. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. Salem Surround is a full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn more how we can help you place your advertising message in front of today's digital consumers. Salem Surround helps deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Get a complimentary digital analysis and get ahead of your competition. Call Salem Surround, 212-857-9635 or surroundnewyork.com. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. I'm so proud to announce that my dear friends at Trinitas Regional Medical Center have a brand new center dedicated to women. Together with the Connie Dwyer Breast Cancer Foundation, they recently opened the new center for excellent breast care, the Connie Dwyer Breast Center at Trinitas. Here, every woman is treated to the latest in screening, diagnosis, and treatment, regardless of her ability to pay. And there's even a breast navigator available to guide women through every aspect of their care. This is a state-of-the-art center staffed with a full complement of breast health specialists that features the latest technology and, most importantly, is a welcoming, safe environment for every woman who walks through their doors. If you or a loved one would like to learn more about the Connie Dwyer Breast Center at Trinitas, please call 908-994-5984-908-994-5984 or visit their website at trinitasrnc.org. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Okay, so we're talking about predictions, and I have all different predictions, and then we'll figure out which one we think is right. Um, But they're kind of similar. But according to... um, the economists, and these were interviewed. These economists were interviewed by Inman, um, who's a good friend of mine. It's a reliable source. Um, they say that twenty nine, uh, the twenty twenty will be similar to um, two thousand nineteen, which I kind of agree with. I mean, I, low mortgage rates. What do you say? You know, mortgage rates are going to stay low. We believe it's, it's going to stay low till the uh, presidential election. Yeah. So. Okay, and then we'll talk about what could happen after that because yep. that's what you really want to plan for. Uh, because it's an election year. No one's going to do something that people are going to hate so they don't get votes. So that's not going to happen. Um, so home mortgage rates will be low, um, but worsening affordability, and we see that happening already, worsening affordability on the coast, will, on the coast, especially on the East Coast, and, of course, California being the West Coast, uh, will push buyers towards the South and mid- Midwest. And the battle between millennials and baby boomers could intensify as inventory shortages continue. And that's possible because the millennials, I mean, the baby boomers are staying in their houses way longer. And then when they're buying a home, then they're buying a second home if they can or renting a second home for a couple of months and keeping their home. And normally they retired earlier. They sold their houses and moved to a small place, which is, hey, the millennial, the baby boomers, they're not retiring. If they retire, they're retiring in style with a house bigger than what they started with. So that goes on. Um, Lawrence Young, Young, who's the chief economist with the NAR, said um, that rates, he thinks, could go as high as 4%. Do you think? What are the rates now, Ace? It's right around 3.5%, Adi, for 30 So he fix. thinks they could go up to 4 which Which is not bad. Not bad. Not bad. But overall healthy economy. We have the best economy we've had in, in a long time. Um, and it will, you know, he thinks it'll be stable. And But he believes, as everyone does, there will be an imbalance between supply and demand. And uh, that will stifle buyers because when there's more buyers, when there's more people that want to buy than, and less homes to, to, that are on the market, you create a seller's market. Okay. So uh, we, we you see, we have inventory, but we don't have a lot of inventory. This is nationally in the, in the entry levels where people start. Um, if you want to buy something for 20 million or 30 or 40 or 50, I think I could show you a couple. Um, <laughs> so anytime I'm available. We expect about one of in four offices to face bidding wars in 2020. Mm. And that's as I told this man that called in. I said, you know, um, especially when a house is priced right. So if you're pricing your house, don't overprice it. If you have a bidding war, you probably get more money than you thought. And the battles will intensify in the entry-level market. So think about strategies. If you're going to buy a home in the next year or so, you know that its inventory is tight. You want to make sure you go in with your best hand because there'll be other bidders if the house is worth or the apartment's worthwhile. So you want to go in with your best shot, and that's be qualified for what call citizens or ACE and make sure you're pre-qualified so that you know you can get a mortgage 
Put your best terms first, okay, and know the market so that you know when something's a good deal and your broker says this is a great deal, but you also know it because you're looking around. Uh, as a group, millennials, those born, now millennials are born from 1981 to 1997. Um, they will take more than half of all the mortgages next year will be millennials. So if half of all the mortgages are millennials, assume that your home will be bought. A lot of your homes will be bought by millennials. It says that um, 4.8 million millennials will be hitting the, the market to buy a home. Yeah, Dottie, that's an interesting statistic because right now, millennials make up 35% of first-home time buyers. Unbelievable. By 2022, they're going to make up around 67 to 70%. So the next and, decade will be right. millennials buying And we homes. will dedicate a show uh, that we will de- dedicate to sellers who are trying to sell their yeah. homes because you want to appeal to millennials yes. and tell you what to, how to fix that up. And then also how to have millennials take advantage of the mortgage mortgage different kinds of mortgages that that they might not know about of course the inventory shortage is most acute where in the entry-level markets okay the the cheaper the house the less there's going to be of them um so that's a a given and uh, we're trying they're trying to find affordable homes because uh that's probably a problem, lack of affordability, and it seems to be a challenge. Now, I'm trying to think back when we were, when I was my first home, why it wasn't a challenge. I don't know. Well, I didn't have money, but I think you'd get a mortgage pretty easy then. You didn't have to put so much down, maybe. I don't know. I just, I don't. Um, so, homeowners will see price growth. So, they're looking at um, prices going up in 2020 about 5%, which is good. Which is good. Now, Zillow, which you all heard of, they predict for 2020 smaller homes, which I predict also, smaller homes, vibrant design, and low mortgage rates are what's in in the 2020. And uh, they think that the uh, they think that they're on the same page. They think 3.6, 3.8 around there, the mortgage right rate. There. What do you think? Yeah, right around there. They, the experts may be right this time, Dottie. <laughs> now they think, okay. Now this is these are just predictions. So remember, the predictions yes. are not facts. But Zillow uh, thinks that instead of playing the waiting game, buyers are expected to move to cheaper secondary markets or to move to more affordable suburbs on the outskirts of their current cities. And I see that happening I think now. You're seeing it now, right, Dottie? So. Yeah, it's been happening. Okay, because. First of all, the millennials are starting to have children now. They're at an age where they're having kids. And, you know, they can get more house in the suburbs. And so the suburbs that are closest to the city, that are not that far, are really picking up, are going to start seeing a lot more millennials come that way. And it's been happening, okay? Because, you know, they're getting older. And what they did when they were 25 and lived in the city and had that apartment downtown, you know, well, that's great until you have children. Uh, they say low inventory won't stop. Now, Zillow says low inventory will, will not stop home growth. And uh, millennials will determine housing trends. 
which I believe is correct. And so I believe that it's not the baby boomers that are going to determine it's, it's millennials. Yes. And uh, <laughs> because they've reached their peak buying agents now. And uh, they, the medium square footage of a new single home. Now, so the builders are building more in mind for what millennials are going to want. So the, the builders are, are, ba- are, are building smaller houses, okay, shrinking them by maybe 80, 80 square feet, okay. Instead of simply, you know, Zillow said millennials are looking to evaluate potential home based on neighborhood. And the neighborhood's walkability and the proximity to urban amenities. Now, such as reliable public transit. So, you know, I know already in the city that if you're close to a, uh, a subway or a train, your home is right away more money. Uh, but that's going to start happening in the suburbs. And beyond influencing home constructions, millennials are expected to shift home designs away from neutral. Now, I'm a neutral person. And I think a lot of us millennials are they are uh, they're going to do Scandinavian inspired looks and something a little bit more colorful. And if you look at if you look in the in, in at, at the at, at what's out now in, in in decorating, you'll see a lot of formica and wood. <laughs> and wood was kind of not there. Now it's back. And uh, I think it's and they also say, as I say, no recession. In 2020, don't listen to politics. And I don't care who you vote for. Vote for who you like. But you know what? Don't listen to people saying that there's going to be a recession. There's not. No recession. I predict no recession. I mean, anything could happen, but we don't see anything near it. Um, obviously, they're, they're going by what comes up must come down. And we've had a great economy for a while now. So obviously, it's like saying the interest rates are going up. And I've been saying it for how many years now, Ace? For years. Nine. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, eventually they'll go up and I'll be right. Okay. But so Zillow just released a report that predicts that over the next 20 years, 27.4% of the nation's owner-occupied homes will come on the market as current homeowners die or otherwise vacate their home. Well, that's, that's when the baby boomers start dropping. Excuse me, I'm one of them, so I don't mean that in a bad way. We're going to live forever. But uh, that's, that's another subject completely. That's kind of what happens as the baby boomer generation starts to die. Okay? And, all, and you know, they're aging. I think that they must be about... 75 the oldest and then the, you know as they get rid of their homes they'll, they'll be then there'll be not a shortage but I think you have a ways to go for that so I wouldn't worry about that uh, so okay um, separate bedrooms are growing very popular did you know that Andrew so I always think that if you can have privacy that's the way to go so I'm totally about separate bedrooms and I'll tell you why my kid stays up all night and when we bring the kid into one bedroom, I'm up all night and my wife's up all night. We have a separate bedroom that we put my six-month in. And we take turns sleeping with a six-month-old while he's sleeping all night. And that lets us both, the person not watching the six-month-old sleep. It's important if you have a kid to have a separate bedroom of when a baby. So one parent can stay with the baby, the other parent can sleep, and you can r- rotate. Well, they say the, the, the survey found that 25% of married couples sleep in separate beds. Um, 
while they have separate bedrooms. Well, you know, just to have it. I don't necessarily think it's that they sleep too. But I think, you know, after a while, when you have a bad night or your your partner is snoring or something, you know. And with these ha- babies, Dottie, or you hate I'm telling you. Well, I know I had kids, but I'm just saying. But we didn't get separate bedrooms because of that, okay? They just well, no, we don't keep bed. it permanently. <laughs> no, no, no. So what I'm saying is when the kid's crying all night, we can go, one of us goes to the separate bedroom, and the other one can still go to work okay. the next day. Oh, I so see. that's so important. somebody can get sleep. Someone can get sleep, so you rotate, so you're not up, both up all night. Good, good point, good point. Yeah. That didn't happen in my day. They didn't rotate. The man just had to sleep. Well, okay. My wife works too, so she's got to go. Know, so like you I worked, know, yeah, yeah. You're younger than me, <laughs> yeah. Andrew. Yeah. I just said I know. in my day the men didn't rotate. Yeah. I assure you, they slept. Should they I slept. tell my wife that's what I'm gonna do? No, no more rotating. No, no, no. <laughs> I think it's great. You know, Andrew, I, yeah. I, I, I remember. You know, I, I see the girls now. They're like, my husband's not playing golf. I'm not gonna be a golf widow every Sunday. They're they're gonna be home with the kids. So you know. Yeah. There's I, no way. I'm. Dottie, after the show, my wife's been texting me, come home, watch kid, going to get my hair done. Right. <laughs> so, that's the way it is. That's the rule. Yes, that's I got the rules. Way it is. Um, <laughs> I'm going to finish that, but I just want to tell you that those were national predictions I gave you. I'm going to quickly, if I have two minutes, yeah. Um, that in 2019 was continuation of the past few years. And, of course, you have a lot of uncertainties with this election, so a lot of people are holding on. The new rent laws will change the market in New York, okay? I have John on. We might can talk about that. But the new rent laws, an increased focus on sustainability. It will be a buyer's market in New, in the Northeast. My old, they, they, they say in New York, but that's not on the low end. That's They're talking about the high end. I mean, I don't, I assume they think that because that's what I think. Sales and inventory in New York City will tighten. Queens and Bronx, which already, this is nothing new, Queens and Bronx as alternatives to Manhattan and Brooklyn. Because remember, Brooklyn was an alternative to Manhattan, and now it's not. It's the same price almost. Okay? So now Queens and Bronx. And if you're looking for investment property, let me tell you, take a look in the Bronx. You're going to start seeing a lot of new development uh, in in the Bronx. And there's a lot of two-family houses. One day we'll talk about it, like after that. In, in there. On other neighborhoods to watch, Brooklyn will get buyers. Neighborhoods to watch in 2020, Hudson Square, okay, because that's the new headquarters for Google and Disney. Uh, South Chamber Street was busy with residential. Uh, those are areas to watch. Uh, new Yorkers will want to live closer to work. Well, they always did. Uh, but again, it's a matter of price. If you're a millennial and have two kids, you might have to move to the suburbs. There'll be a throwback in pre-war design. So uh, they they look at that. Um, they want neighborhoods. If you if you have restaurants and you're in the suburbs, you you want to get the civic associations to lighten up and change the rules of 1955. And let's. Keep the stores open a little later. Keep the restaurants open a little later. Millennials don't want a city to roll up at 7 o'clock. It's not attractive to them. Uh, we're going to be back. I will finish this, and we'll talk to you. are not going to want to miss Don Peoples. He's coming on after our news. And then we'll finish with the trends. We'll even talk about floating cities, which are going to be in. Okay, so we'll be right back. And... Uh, Listen to the news. Love
Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.